0: This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Waco. Online at allensamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us again this week. John Morris alongside Brooke Bednarz, and we're pleased to have with us today Baylor Senior Associate AD for Internal Affairs, Paul Bradshaw. Paul, we've been waiting for you so long, and now you're here, and we're glad you're
2: giving us some time for our Sikkim podcast. Thanks, John. This is a podcast 24 years in the making. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is the perfect time to have you on. We so.
3: saved it for the 25th anniversary there of Paul you go. Bradshaw. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect timing.
1: So, Paul, we appreciate it. Thanks very much. On that subject, uh, you have been here 25
2: years? Yeah, no, I came. November of 96. Yeah, I came the first year of the Big 12. So okay. So it's kind of like the Big 12 and I have There you go. Together at Paul and the Big 12 came yes. in
1: together. Paul, uh, Brooke, is the sixth longest tenured uh, employee here in Baylor Athletics. Wow. How about that? Now you're giving me news. There you go. I, that's our job.
2: Stats. Okay. <laughs> we got all the I facts. guess the other five.
1: Okay. I don't know if I know them all offhand, Hoot, but I know most. Hoot's been here longer. Hoot is f- number four. Okay. Okay. Margaret. Margaret is number
2: two. This is Margaret Smith. Yes, um, you know you Nancy. Know? Nancy and I go back because she was here, but then she left, so she's like not oh, continuous. So true. I don't know where you place on, Nancy on on the in list.
1: That. And I got this from Adley. Okay. Uh, she's number five, so okay. she's one ahead of you.
2: You we and I, she yeah, wasn't I'll, continuous because okay. she left. <laughs> so we'll put we'll tie you I'm both a, at five. Asterisk. There's an asterisk, <laughs> there's an asterisk there. Okay, Nancy. very good. Oh
1: man, do you know who number one is?
2: It's probably obvious, and I'm not even um, Martha Moore.
1: No, no, not Martha. Oh, this is in, this is in just athletics. So Martha would have been campus and athletics, okay. right?
2: Yeah. Who? Um, who was here before I was? As riveting as this is, yes. we're going
1: <laughs> to <gonna> move on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Paula Young is Paula, number one. Yeah. Oh, Paula is yeah. number one. Margaret is number yes. two. Okay. So there you the go. confetti there you go. Go. Yeah, there Woo. you go. All right. Good deal. And uh, somebody else in this office is number three, believe it or not. So. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah. All right. He was right. staring
3: right at you, and you didn't Moving guess it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a while before I'm on that list. Brooke, there's <laughs> the trees and forests.
2: Have you ever heard that analogy? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Moving on. It's L- safe to say you've seen a lot in Baylor athletics in your time here and uh, a lot of good things and a lot of uh, a lot of things and, and a lot of changes. I mean, that's safe to say. A lot of changes oh, sure. in your time here. For sure.
2: Yeah. Just uh, University Parks corridor yeah. is a huge change, you know, since I've been here and stuff. So, uh, staff size is, yeah. you know, we just continue <laughs> to grow and grow, grow. So, those two things have probably been some of the biggest changes that I've seen, really.
3: The one thing I love most about this podcast is just all the different things that I learn from all the different people that I have time to, you know, sit down. That's the beauty of a podcast. We have a while to chat and hear about your story and how you got to Baylor. But, you know, sitting in the room with two of the top six (laughs) in the time worked at Baylor, I cannot wait to hear some of these stories that we're going to dive into. Uh, But I do want to hear a little bit um, before we talk about your time at Baylor. You have kind of an interesting background. Um, You were an attorney before you ever decided to work into athletics. Uh, I want to hear all about that.
2: Well, technically, I'm still an attorney. Well, true, true. I just don't practice. True. Yes, so I was, I'd practiced law. I graduated from uh, undergrad at Baylor, went to law school at Baylor, and uh, went out and was practicing law. And I was, I did that for about three years. And uh, I did it long enough to know that I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I mean, you know, the money was great and there was a lot of things. But I, I just I, I just didn't enjoy what I was doing. And uh, so I did a lot of soul searching and, and trying to figure out what is it that I'm passionate about? What do I really enjoy and care about? And it was college athletics. So I went back to... Uh, get a master's degree, and I don't even tell people this. You, you, you two and oh, whoever mm-hmm. it might. It's a podcast process. exclusive. Right. There you go. I have also so I have a master's degree from the University of Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh there you go. Oh. It's still in the tube underneath <laughs> my bed, I think. That, actually, that's not on your wall. It, y'all. It's <laughs> not <laughs> on my wall. It's still in the tube. Uh, but uh, so I went back and got a master's degree in sport admi- higher education, sport administration at the University of Texas. But the real kickoff out of that was I was required to do an internship, so I just Sent a bunch of letters, made a bunch of phone calls, and it was uh, what was then called Southwest Texas State University, which everybody now knows as Texas State University. They had been a Division II power and had just moved up to Division I, and so with all of the NCAA compliance aspects of being Division I, here was this guy who was an attorney and was working on, you know, his master's at Texas saying, hey, I'd like to come and work for you, you know, as an intern. Man, they just. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> They're like, OK, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so they just they jumped on it and stuff. And that was really kind of my launching pad for uh, college athletics at that. You know, that was that was the first spot. For
3: so me. what was your role as that intern? Like what type of intern were you?
2: Uh, so I was over. Uh, there was a, a full time administrator, but basically she had given me the manual, and then so I was the one kind of developing all the policies and procedures and the documentation. So okay. you know, back in those days, not everybody had a computer. You know, so there was is was a lot more paperwork than what we do or what they do. You know. They didn't have as many online systems and stuff like that. So I was the one doing all of – developing the forms, sending out the forms, collecting the forms, reviewing the forms for all the monitoring that has to take place and stuff. So, well, yeah.
1: That was a major decision, major life change when you go from practicing law to going back to school. That had to have been been uh, a, a – decision you uh, you and Kelly <laughs> really <laughs> thought about a lot prayed a
2: lot about and maybe yeah. moved on from there. Well the good news for Kelly is she wasn't a part of it. We weren't married at that time okay. and okay. stuff. So uh but yes it was a you know it was a hard de- in some ways it was a hard decision but in other ways it really wasn't, you know, because I somebody had said find something you love to do and you never work a day in your life, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the story for me and stuff and um, I just knew that Uh, From a career standpoint, um, this is – I wanted to work in college athletics Mm -hmm. and uh, was willing to, you know, do whatever. So, yeah, I left – when I left practicing law, I had a legal assistant, a legal secretary is what we called them at the time. I know the terms have probably changed (laughs) since then. And I left that and became an intern and stuff, you know. Uh, But I loved it. And now it was not easy, you know, financially there until – because it took me – well, after my first year at at Texas State, you know, they're like, "Hey, we're going to give you as big as a raise as we possibly can," which was not a whole lot, but right. they but they did because they really wanted to keep me there as long as they could. So I did a second year with them. I was only originally going to do one year, and just so it kept me a second year. And then from there, it's just kind of a small world. So the uh, uh, Texas State was part of the Southland Conference at the time. Mm-hmm. And other members are Stephen F. Austin, UT Arlington was in the league, UT San Antonio, Northwestern State, McNeese over in Louisiana, Nichols, some of those schools as well. So the, uh, the conference office uh, assistant commissioner for the Southland Conference who was over compliance was a young man who was my age but really kind of became a uh, compliance mentor for me. And that person is Greg Sankey, who is now Um, the commissioner of the SEC. Nice. So, um, Britton Banowski, uh, uh, Banowski took over as commissioner of the Southland Conference. He elevated Greg up and got him more involved in championships and other aspects. So they needed a compliance administrator in the conference office. And because of my relationship with Greg, um, You know, working with him on almost daily basis, he recommended me to Britain. Britain hired me, and that was really my first quote full time job, benefits earning position. Was working at the Southland Conference as assistant commissioner, and then I got promoted up to associate commissioner. How about that? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good story. And and from there, how long were you there with the Southland Conference office? Three years. Okay, three years. So. And then what? What precipitated the change from there?
2: So, so it is just a small world. So you know, Britton Bannowski had been associate commissioner of the Southwest Conference with Steve Hatchell, right. and then he left there, right, and came to the Southland. Then the Big Twelve formed a year, uh, a year really prior to we, before they started competing. So sure. in '95, Steve Hatchell was named commissioner and so he brought britain back from the southland to be associate commissioner of the big 12. so the the year before we even started um uh or the big 12 started competing and stuff hatchell and benowski were working on things like bylaws you know all the legal stuff all all that kind of stuff and everything And so that's when I got promoted up to associate commissioner. Greg Sankey got promoted to commissioner Mm -hmm. of the Southland Mm -hmm. Conference. So once the conference got it going, Baylor had some turnover. You were familiar with my predecessor, I guess, and and stuff. And um, they had Tom Stanton, I guess, was pretty new in the job and. And they had reached out to Britton and like, hey, we're we're making a change in our compliance area. We're we're looking for a person, and Britton Bonawski said, I've got the perfect person yeah. for y'all. He's a Baylor guy. And right. You you guys will love him. So he recommended me, uh, and they made me an offer, and I came back to Baylor. There you go. Yeah.
3: When you originally made the decision to go back into athletics and to you know dive into that world. Um, did you ever see yourself working back here at Baylor?
2: No, I did not, honestly. I did not. You know, when I left Waco, when I graduated law school and when I left Waco, I never thought I would live here and stuff. God has and here God we has are. a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's you, interesting. So it wasn't a goal, wasn't even a, a thought really no, for you. I mean, you know, if you had said, hey, name your top ten places you'd like to work, you know, I'm Baylor would have been in there, but I can't say, oh, you know, I was just dying to come back to to Baylor or whatever else, you know. We had such a good time, I mean, at the Southland Conference. I mean, so Greg is my age. Greg Sankey's my age. Britton is one year older than than the two of us are. So you imagine three of us, and then we brought in another uh, young gentleman about the same age named Greg Fort who was handling our communications. So you had four 30-year-olds something you know 32 maybe 33 year olds running a conference and stuff it was uh it was honestly it was a lot of fun it really really was that's great stuff and and it wasn't the you know prestigious league or whatever else and stuff but man we worked hard and we i I think we did a great job for our league and stuff so that's good that's some good history of the southland conference yeah Yeah. it is Uh, that's pretty cool they, they always have a uh they still always have a warm place in my heart and stuff like that good people there's a lot of good people in that league and stuff so
4: when it comes to value and great customer service you can count on us Alan Samuels' Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. As a customer first award of excellence winner, our customers always receive exceptional service and during the Big Finish event, you save thousands on every car, truck, and SUV. Plus, most vehicles feature 0% financing. The Big Finish event. Now at your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels. Whether on the
1: field or cheering from home, Du Bois Furniture is proud to support the Baylor Bears. If your bear cave needs updating, Du Bois Furniture is here to help. With over 59 years of our family serving yours, let our experienced sales team help you find exactly what you want. We specialize in custom upholstery, stunning dining rooms, elegant bedrooms, gorgeous leather, and top quality mattresses. Come see us in Waco and Temple, or visit us online at DuBoisFurniture.com. Du Bois Furniture,
4: where beautiful homes happen.
0: Now back to the Sikkim podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat.
3: Well, compliance, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So obviously that's rules and regulations and bylaws and all all of the yeah. everything. Um, your background in law had to help with that. Did you ever when you when you said, okay, I'm going back to work in athletics? and then you got that internship was compliance was that the thought or was that just something that kind of came to be because of your background
2: it really was because of my background it wasn't a desire to be honest with you but i'm not stupid so i figured <laughs> hey that's you know that's a natural that's a natural shoe in for mm-hmm. me and stuff like that so i really kind of used that uh, to to kind of get my way going in college athletics and stuff like that and at that time compliance was i don't want to say it was new but i was certainly riding the the crest of the wave right mm-hmm. i mean f- universities were starting to you know fund full-time there because you know prior to me well there was one full-time person prior to me coming to baylor But before that, we had our our track coach, Coach Hart was was the compliance person, and that wasn't uncommon at at a lot of schools, right? They weren't committing the resources to having a full-time compliance person. So when I kind of started making that transition, I kind of rode the wave. There was a a whole group of us, quote, compliance-type people who kind of came in nationally together and and stuff like that, so – but was that my goal when i set out no but i i knew that that would probably have to be the area where i kind of you know got my foot in the door well wow.
1: and if chad jackson's listening right now he's he's laughing at us i don't know he's trying <laughs> to imagine how how compliance was just not that high a priority was it in athletic departments At that
2: time, well, I don't want to say that, but there wasn't a priority enough, and there weren't, you know, a whole lot of people out there saying, Hey, I want to do this, you know, full time, Mm -hmm. and then this is really all I, you know, this is really what I want to do, and stuff like that. Um, so I don't want to say, uh, they, they weren't committed to it, um, but because certainly, hey, I think Coach Hart and Tom Hill, um, they did a lot of good things from a compliance standpoint, you know, during the time they were doing it, um, but they were just, having to do it as a part-time sure, aspect sure. not yeah. a full-time aspect well wow.
3: well you're now the senior associate ad of internal affairs here at baylor uh walk us through this journey here you came in as a compliance person like you said you spent some time doing that but how did you climb to where you are now
2: um well there were <laughs> So I, don't, I'm, I won't tell all the stories uh, some of them I, I won't tell um, some of you're saving for your book we understand yeah yes.
3: <laughs> it's fine we'll forgive you that's guess. okay
2: um I think honestly the biggest thing that happened it really kind of tra- helped me transition out of compliance and really got me involved in in a role as a sport administrator was so when I came to Baylor <clears throat> the department was kind of split into two two um senior, uh, senior AD, associate ADs. You had Jim Trigo, who was over all the men's sports and you had Jeannie Nallen who was over all the women's sports. Well, Jeannie got sick and she was out for, I mean, a good period of time. I'm not talking about three days. I'm talking about three years Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, going through her recovery and stuff. So during that period of time, uh, our AD at the time, Tom Stanton said, Hey, I want you to you know, kind of take over Jeannie's role and kind of overseeing our women's sports programs and stuff. And so I did that. And so it just so happened that during that period of time that I was doing that is the time that we hired Kim Mulkey. So I was involved in that search with Tom Stanton.
3: What a good hire. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say
2: that was Tom. Uh, that was Tom. St- I mean, not that I didn't. Well. Let me back up. As it relates to the Kim Mulkey story, right, that she was an obvious candidate, but because she had been offered, I think, Missouri before, before us and and turned it down. She'd been offered A&M before us and she turned it down. So everybody told Tom, you'll never get her. You'll never get her. You'll never get her. She's not coming to Baylor. You guys don't have any, you know, you're never going to get her. You're never going to get her. Well, that was one thing. Probably, I will say you didn't tell Tom Stanton yeah. <laughs> because I mean that all you did was just throw the gauntlet down. I mean, so he he went all out. But we had other great candidates, and I, I don't mind sharing. I mean, I, he would admit to it. Um, Gary Blair was also a wow. candidate. Now, now, Coach Blair was at Arkansas right. at the time, right? And stuff, and uh, we had so we had two. Uh, you know, both of those have won national championships. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, w- we were doing something right. Uh, but Tom just really felt like – he's like, man, there's so much upside with with Kim Mulkey, and uh, that was his call. That was his decision, and, and, and he really got that one right. Um, so, so also going on during this period of time, uh, then um, that's when Paula Young stepped down. You mentioned our longest-tenured right. employee. Right. So she had been our softball coach, and so she stepped down, and we were looking for a new softball coach. And so I was – Working with Tom on that hire, and I, I do want to tell this about uh, this is this shows a lot about who Paula Young is as a person. So, um, Tom had a meeting. Where I can I can mm-hmm. see all this in my head. You know, we were in his office. He had four chairs that were outside of his desk, and we were all sitting around like this coffee table. And pa- he had asked Paula to come in and wanted to pick her brain and stuff like that. She walks in, and she has the FCA Victory magazine, I think it is what it was, uh-huh. in her hand. And she walks in and, you know, greets, and she puts that magazine down on the table and she said, That's who you need to go hire. And it was an article about Glenn Moore wow. Wow. at LSU and that? stuff like that. And so, uh, candidly, Glenn wasn't on our radar huh. uh, at the time. And so we read the article. So, in the, in the article, so Glenn is out of state school, he was at LSU. And what they used to do is his players used to line up in the form of a cross and then they would run out of the dugout now this is at a state school at LSU. Yeah. At LSU, yeah, yeah right that they were doing this and that's part of what that article was about and so we read that and we're like oh my gosh this guy is a perfect fit for, right. for Baylor and so we we contacted him uh he and I still talk about uh I flew down to Baton Rouge and uh, met with him and uh uh Mark Lumley was his assistant there, and Mark was completely on board. And uh, still take, we still took we met at this place called TJ Ribs. Yeah. I took him to dinner. Uh, he was Janice was in Mark Lumley was in uh, their third assistant, a uh, young lady named Brandy Landry. We had to get her. We had to get her. We had to convince her. She had never lived out of Louisiana uh. and stuff. I don't know that she'd ever even lived really outside of that region mm-hmm. down there by Baton Rouge. So we convinced her that. Waco was the place to be and so that's kind of how so all of those things kind of happened during this interim time and then when Jeannie came back she really transitioned more into the bear foundation as a as a fundraising role mm-hmm. and um, Tom just kind of kept those uh, sports underneath me and stuff so you know be it Paul now this was Ian but uh, you know Marcy Johnson and Paul Johnson um uh, I, again, I could tell that story. I can tell you exactly. I was so I was on the NCAA women's soccer committee, and I was over it, actually at College Station, uh, sur- serving as a site rep or something. And my phone rang, and it was Cheryl. Oh my goodness, I'm going to f- forget Cheryl's last name, but she is with USA Soccer, and she says, "Hey, Paul, this is Cheryl. Uh, is it Burnett? Burnett?" Um, and she said, "Listen, uh, you don't know me, but..." I've got the perfect soccer coach for you. And I'm like, oh, really? All right, great. Tell me about her and stuff like that. And she started telling me all about Marcy Jobson. And I'm like, okay. And uh, I said, well, do you have her number? I'll reach out to her. And it's kind of like one thing after another. And boom, it was, you know. Wow. And, and was, you got two soccer game. coaches out. We got right. two. <laughs> two for the price of one, <laughs> Two for the price of one. <laughs>
1: well, that's so. a that's an impressive string of hires. That there. is. When and and what about, does
3: it say that they're all still, still here. here? Still, still, right. still here. That's right. With very successful here. programs. Yeah. So. yeah. Wow. That's well, great. That,
2: that's the key to Baylor, to be honest with you. I mean, and people think Baylor is a stepping stone. If you look at our if you look at our coaches, we're not a stepping stone place. We are a destination. I don't think nationally. Um People really think of Baylor being a destination uh, department. They, mm-hmm. they look at it as a stepping stone. But but if you look, when we get good coaches, we keep them. Mm-hmm. We take mm-hmm. care of them. We do a good job. We, we we take care of them. We put them in positions to, to win. And the other key, obviously, is going to be mission fit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I talked about Glenn, and you talk about Marcy, and you just talk about mission fit on everything. And that's why, you know, they – they enjoy it here and, and stuff, so. Good. Yeah. Well, we have you to thank for these coaches being here. You played a role. I, I played a role. You I'm played not, a role. I certainly played a role. I mean, I, you know, Kim will tell you, I drove, uh, you know, she and Randy were married at the time, and I was the one that drove them around town where I can I can tell you. I mean, we still talk. So we talk, you know, because we're on the road so much together and right. stuff, so we're always talking about you remember when, you remember when, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. But I took them to uh, – you remember Johnny Carino's oh, yeah. on uh, Valley, Valley Mills? Mills. Maybe before your I time. I was uh, yes, okay. I was not okay. there. <laughs> so we went to eat at Johnny Carino's and and stuff. So you wasted no no expense. What can it. I say? What was your first
1: meeting with Kim like?
3: Um. Well, and this is important because this is now the sport admin that you are. You no, still are I, with women's I've basketball. So I want to hear, you know, I want to really dive into this women's basketball role. Well, for, all
2: right. I got to tell this because I've told her and she just laughs at me. Right. So I've got to tell this side of the story. And I, it's so Tom, Tom Stanton looks at me. We we've done all interviews and we're going to make a you know, make an offer. And he says, what do you think? And there was a method to my madness. I don't want to. To want to bash people but we we'd gone through a situation where we had hired somebody that didn't have a whole lot of previous experience, and so I was to me I was thinking um, having a previous experience as a head coach really does count right mm-hmm. so he asked me he said what do you think and I said I, I would go with Gary I said you know he's been a head coach at Stephen F. Austin he's been a head coach at Arkansas you know there's he's not there's no learning curve for him and he said man that's a he said that would he said that's a that would be a really good decision. He said, But I think you're wrong. And I said, Really? He said, Yeah. He said, I he said, I and he said, No, don't get me wrong. Blair would be a fantastic coach for us. He said, But I just really feel like there's much more upside with um, Kim. And I'm like, Well, you're the boss, you know, so let's do it. Yeah, and stuff that. like that. And then, you know, we went through the whole thing of um, of then Leon stepping down over at La Tech and then the president, you know, and we're so we're like, oh, my gosh, you know, we're we're Mm -hmm. on the edge. They didn't want to lose her. No. And uh, did that come close to happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you. (laughs) Now, Tom Stanton was a really good recruiter. (laughs) And so uh, and Kim probably won't wouldn't want me to say this and stuff but it's just or, yeah <laughs> it's just a, right, the, the two people who are going to listen to this podcast you know my mom and then whoever <laughs> y'all have but uh if you're
3: listening we would like you to tweet it no I'm just kidding
2: <laughs> uh, tom tom ally he got an ally randy randy was tom's really? ally okay. yeah he okay. convinced randy that um it was time for, That Kim had done everything she needed that she could do at Louisiana Tech and that there was a whole new world out there for her that she needed to experience. And I think Randy was kind of on board. And so when we're not around, you know, we felt like Randy was kind of on board, you know, in their private conversations saying, you know, I think we ought to look at this opportunity and stuff like that. So he did a good job of selling Randy. Uh, as well, and then kind of felt like Randy would help us, you know, well, sell Kim. I
1: can see like – I can that. hear Tom saying that. I can see that pitch yeah. from him. We're visiting with Paul Bradshaw, Baylor Senior Associate AD for Internal Affairs. He is a sport administrator for women's basketball. This is our Sikkim podcast. We're going to take a break and be right back after this.
4: If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the Big Tex Tandem Duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of Big Tex trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com.
0: You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Nars and John Morris.
1: And glad you're with us on this week's Sick'em Podcast. Be sure to uh, subscribe, download it, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And uh, we appreciate you being with us as we head into the holiday season. John Morris and Brooke Bednarz, and we continue with Paul Bradshaw talking women's basketball and uh, that process. Good stories there, Paul, about uh, the uh, identifying Kim Mulkey and getting her here as the head coach, and here she is 21 years later, still the head coach at Baylor, fastest coach to ever get to 600 wins, men's or women's, and the women just won their six, uh, their 1,000th game in school history. Uh, and given Baylor basketball history prior to uh, Kim, that's an amazing accomplishment.
2: It is, you know. I well, you were here, John. You remember the excitement that very first year to even make the NCAA yeah, tournament. We huge. had never done that, yeah. and stuff like that. So that was. Uh, and who do we play? Uh, we play Gary Blair in and the Arkansas, U- <laughs> Arkansas That's right first round at, right. at Cameron Indoor Woo, Stadium right. on the campus yeah, Duke right. University. So, yes, I did. goes back to what I say. God does have a sense he of humor. Yes, he, that's he just, does. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's great. But look where the program is now. And uh, we're in the... Started to say the heart of basketball season. We're not really there, but started conference conference play already two and zero in conference play as we record this. Uh, and this has been even even just the start of this season has
2: been really challenging, hasn't it? With all the COVID protocols, and it is. Uh, it, it's just I think it's a it's a mental drain as much as anything else, right? I mean, everybody's kind of under the same COVID mental drain and and everything that everybody's the whole country's been going through so you know everybody kind of has that as the background and stuff but then you know as you're trying to prepare uh you know you just you're I don't want to say you're always on edge but with all the testing you don't know you know all of a sudden you think you're preparing it's just like you know when they when the tweets started coming out about the men's yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Texas game or whatever you know it can happen just like that and uh and that's – you know, that doesn't – that's – it's not always easy to coach in that type of environment, you know, and stuff like that. But I, I think Coach Mulkey understands, and we're she's making the most of it and, you know, playing well, you know, mm-hmm. too. You know, uh, West Virginia is not an easy trip, and so – and it's really odd that we're playing games in Dece- – conference right. games yeah. in December. You I know? was about to say I mean,
3: with this COVID schedule, everything's kind right. of flipped around a little bit.
2: Right, so – you know that's kind of a that's kind of a different thing because usually with Coach, you, you, if you guys have been around her at all, I mean it's like it's like non-conference season, conference season, conference tournament, NCAA. I mean everything Absolutely. is its own and it's in its own little box and it's a season and how she attacks that and all that stuff. Now we've kind of plopped two conference games down in the middle of of our non-conference season, so it's been a little bit different. But the plus side is we've got the West Virginia trip out of the way already. <laughs> like that. Yes. That's so. true. And 2-0 and in conference. And 2-0 yep. in that's conference. A, that's a good yeah. feeling. Yeah.
3: Well, as sport administrator, you were with – we're going to go back to March, but you were with the team whenever they were about to – I believe y'all were on the runway, about mm. to take off
2: well, for the conference tournament. Yeah, that's kind of right. I was actually in Kansas City. Okay. So – um they had a they had a uh, an administrative meeting for the women's tournament um the night before and then the women were going to fly in that next that next day and stuff and so we I went to the administrative meeting and um you know at that point in time when I left that meeting I think we had decided that There would be no fans, except each institution would be allowed to have 100 people come in by pass list, Mm -hmm. right? And so that was kind of coming out of that. I mean, because things were happening COVID wise so fast, you know. And so we were going to move forward with the tournament, but then we were only going to allow 100 fans, basically, and stuff. And really, it was going to be players' parents for the most part, you know, through a pass list and stuff. So uh, I left that meeting and I walked down the block and all of the uh, senior staff from the department were was in a restaurant. And we were all sitting down there just kind of chatting and, and everything. And I will never forget there was a TV on in the corner right behind us and stuff. And it was the NBA game. And that's when mm-hmm. that's when they announced that the, the NBA was shutting down. Right. And, and we all just kind of looked at each other. And I think everybody kind of knew mm-hmm. where we're headed on this deal. So the next morning uh you know uh max and meetings and they're discussing it all the ad's and, and presidents and they're discussing about the tournament and everything and so uh i, I just had a I, we all did i'm not i'm not kreskin or anything but I, everybody just had a sense of where this is headed and so i was on the phone with kim and i said have you all taken off yet and she said no we're we're just um taxiing right now i'm like if you will i said ask the pilot to hold if he can hold for thirty minutes, I will probably have an answer for you. And I and I think my answer is going to be you're not coming up here. Mm-hmm. And so, sure enough, she said, "Okay." So she, <laughs> she said, I would have pounded <laughs> on the door. They pounded very the Coach Mulkey. I can yes. see oh, that. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. So I guess they had already taxied out, and they were at the end of the. You know, they were about to right. rev them up right. and stuff like that to to take off. And uh, she talked to him, and he's like, and they were great. Our, the Hey, uh, you know our, our our pilots and the folks at uh, United Air who 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 do our charter service. You're with them; they're sure. fantastic yeah. and they're super. They'll do anything that they can. And he's like, "Sure, we'll 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 taxi back and wait." And uh, sure enough, I was able to call her and just say, "Hey, don't come. It's 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 not going to happen." Wow, so and they they got off the airplane and.
1: And this is, remember, this is the defending national champion, um, it is. Lady Bears, and starting into postseason, Big 12 tournament. And then very shortly after that, you find out you're not going to have a chance to defend that national championship, no NCAA tournament. I know, I know. That's and I tough. Hate,
2: you know, I hate that. I hate it. Uh, I hate it for Juicy. I hate it for Lauren Cox. Uh, certainly uh, even Taya Cooper, who came in and was, man, she she was a great addition, you know, last year as a grad transfer and stuff like that. So I really hated it, uh, for those kids and stuff like that. Um, and unfortunately it's just, you know, the way, the, the way things worked out.
4: When it comes to value and great customer service, you can count on us alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat as a customer first award of excellence winner our customers always receive exceptional service and during the big finish event you save thousands on every car truck and suv plus most vehicles feature zero percent financing the big finish event now at your friend in the car business alan samuels I hate my job
2: But I don't mind getting up in the morning I dread each day But I can't wait to get out of bed You, you ask me why And what I'll say to you is true Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue Scrambled eggs and
4: brisket, they ain't fooling round Salsa, draps son, they're the best in town Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue Next in line
0: this is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Waco. Online at allensamuelsdcj.com.
3: Well, and kind of describe. we've talked to a couple of people who are sport admins for other programs, but to hear it from you, what your role is as a sport admin to kind of open up that window of that relationship between coach Mulkey and yourself and, and kind of what all that means to be a sport admin?
2: Uh, really support, stay out of the way. Um, Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I have to be the bad guy. Sometimes I have to be the, the conscious and stuff like that, but really, It's and you guys know this trust is trust is something that's really important to Kim and it takes time. I mean, it it takes time. I mean, we didn't, you know, we didn't start off, you know, we've been together for a long time and stuff like that. So we've been through some battles. We've been through some wars that she said, Paul, you've seen me at my best and you've seen me at my worst and stuff. And so, I mean there's been a lot the point two you know <laughs> the point two against Tennessee no, and the, you know I mean there's been, i could I could just go through all of these various things that you know we've been through and stuff like that, but it's really it's just being there it's i you know if people say what do you what do you actually do and I'm like well, I'm somebody for uh so what happens is the team and all the coaches before the game you know they're out on the court warming up, and so I stay in the locker room and I give Kim somebody to talk to you know (laughs) during that you know so just kind of keep her mind you know off things and and stuff like that and that's when we really have some interesting conversations because we talk about family we talk about kids uh, we talk about faith we just talk about you know whatever you you know yeah and stuff, so
1: that's an important role i mean the the sport administrator you know here at Baylor, I don't know what it's like at other schools, but here it's an important role because you're really you're a confidant for the coaches, you're a liaison for the coaches you know to to mac or or to the administration on campus. You're a lot of things, but like you said, trust is really important to uh to have earned the trust like you have with her,
2: yeah, I hope so i yeah. mean I hope she you know she trusts me, I think she does, yeah. you know, and, and stuff like that, so, but yeah, I, I, guys, I'd like to tell you, like, it's all about me, I have no <laughs> role, I really, I really don't, I'm just, I get to be an observer, right, and, uh and so that's, that's fun for me, and stuff like that, and I have a sense of, you know, I understand, uh because I, I'll go to practice, and I pay attention, and I just don't go in there, and get on my iPhone, and, and whatever else, you know, and I, So I pay attention to, you know, scouting reports and and stuff like that and, you know, what we need to do to be successful that night and who we need to guard and how we need to guard them and stuff like that. And so I can kind of watch it all happen and and stuff like that. And and when you do that, then you get an appreciation for, you know, your coach and and stuff like that. And uh, so... Well, we've got a good one, (laughs) guys. I can tell you, we've got a pretty good coach. I mean, because, hey, look, I've I've seen it all, you know, some highest highs and lowest of lows and stuff. But the thing that's been consistent, certainly in in Coach Mulkey's program, is we're going to play hard. (laughs) I I can't think. There might be a night that she felt like we didn't play hard, but, uh, you know, our girls play hard and stuff. We're always going to defend you and we're always going to rebound. Now, sometimes our offense, you know, it's clicking, and sometimes we we struggle. Let's just be honest and stuff like that. But the defense and the rebounding are the calling cards for, you know, Lady Bear basketball. Those are going to be consistent.
1: Around the team, as much as you are, you you uh, get to know everybody, the student-athletes very well also travel with them for the most part and in uh, there at every game. Uh, Explain to people listening to us the the miracle that's happened with Dee Dee Richards.
2: Yes. Well it's it's amazing and it's just a uh you know, I think I think any time there's healing involved in anybody, whatever, if it's illness injury or whatever else, I think I think your spirit and how you mentally and emotionally approach it, I think really does impact it, right? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So not that I would want this to happen to her, but if anybody is going to be positive and you know approach it and stuff, Didi would have been the first one and stuff. But yeah, I, I'm, it's amazing from where she was with not having feeling, then to not having a walker, or excuse me, from having to have a walker, and then there, her ability to get on the G, which for those who don't know, it's uh, basically it's like a weightless. Uh,
3: kind of like a jogger. treadmill. Yeah,
2: it's it's a treadmill but you're it's got pressure and stuff so you can take all the weight off your joints and mm-hmm. stuff like that and just to see her work and then to get to you know to where she is it, it it's uh you know I mean I, I'm not a doctor so I don't want to use the term miracle but I mean it's it certainly has been you know I don't know that any of us who saw that would have said, oh, yeah, she'll be back for, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. she'll be back for conference, you know, with conference starting in December. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, the, the first, the initial concern was, uh, can she walk? Can she yeah. walk again? Yeah. I mean, can she get up and, and walk across the room? Yeah. And now here she is playing again. Yeah. So.
3: And not just playing, sprinting, cutting, yeah. playing defense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we celebrated last night uh, was the first home game that Baylor fans have been able to not watch on TV but see Dee Dee back on the floor in person. We also recognized her as the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year that she won last year. Like you said, it's what kind of Baylor Bear, uh, Baylor Lady Bear basketball hangs their hat on, and she is definitely the leader of that. But even when she was announced for that, brought the energy, danced out to Kim <laughs> at the middle of the court, you know, it just brings a smile to your face knowing that especially after seeing the video that the creative team put together of, you know, that was the first time anyone had seen video from the accident and what that, what happened and how she wasn't moving to then this, you know, special footage of her in the hospital with the Walker struggling and being able to actually see that instead of just reading a release about it or hearing about it truly, you know, to see that video and then see her celebrating that victory last night with her award and then winning the game. I mean, that's just it's a amazing. true story that, yeah. you know, you have to be proud to have witnessed and to have seen everything that she's been able to overcome and where she is now. Well,
2: I didn't have a role in it, but I'll I tell you who who we do need to give a shout-out to is going to be Alex Olson mm. and Jeremy Hefner, their mm. trainer and their strength and conditioning coach, because uh, those two guys are fantastic um, uh, to work with and stuff. And I don't know if you guys saw some of the uh, – uh, if you also any of the videos like when she was first starting to rehab and stuff like that, but I can't think of anybody better than t- uh, the positivity and encouragement and challenge to challenge you uh, the way those two guys mm-hmm. do and stuff like that. So, hey, that's, a, you know, it, it has to start with DD, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you have to want to rehab, you know, it's and it's not fun. It's lonely. Uh, I, that's the worst part of this sport is injuries. Um, but so it has to start with, with DD, but then to have the resources like Alex and Jeremy there, you know, walking along the side um, Hey, hats off talk to those two guys. Yeah. They deserve, they deserve a lot of credit. Certainly not me. I, I, you know. I'm just there cheering, cheering everybody on.
1: Well, that's all part of the uh, the family, the women's basketball family here at Baylor, and we don't want to move on without uh, talking about your family. We mentioned Kelly's name earlier. Uh, you've got a son, Luke, who just finished a fantastic uh, senior season playing quarterback at Bosqueville. Congratulations to you and to him on that. And Emma, your daughter. Uh, that was fun to see uh, to see Luke. How was it, what was that like for you to sit in the stands and watch that?
2: It was it was really it was really fun. I mean, you know, uh as parents, I have to say it's, it, we were we were very blessed that Luke is a quarterback, right? Because when you go to the game, your son is is always going to be and there's now there's good and bad with that, right? Because everything Lots of pressure, you, know, but well, you get I mean, to you know, watch him. Right, and stuff. It's so yes, I mean, there is good and bad when your son's the quarterback. Um but it it was just we Kelly and I knew going in this is it, you know, and I don't want to overblow it, guys. It's just high school football, but for us, it was a lot of fun every oh, Friday night. Just oh, great. Your son I was about to say we are like in that. Texas. <laughs> high school football so, is man, a big do not deal. Play that. Yeah, <laughs> let's not. I have, I have been to play, I have been on farm to market roads. I've never been on. I've been to towns. i have never been to Rio Vista, Texas. I've never been to Toler, Texas. I've been on farm to market roads. I've never been on and stuff, and so um, it was a great she and i it was a great time for the two of us right and and we knew it was this was it it was coming to an end but then for the team to play so well and extend the season as long as they did uh, it was just fun yeah. it was a lot of fun i'm i'm, I'm proud of him but i'm a proud of the whole team and stuff because it was a it was a team effort this is the uh well this is they went as far as any Bosqueville team has ever gone. Wow! Right and mm-hmm. stuff. That's why we really wanted to win. You know, you always want to win, but we, I was we were really hoping they could win uh, the regional uh, championship because that would have been the furthest any mm-hmm. team from Bosqueville had ever gone and stuff. But you know, in the four years that he's been out there. Uh, And he's been involved in football. Uh, I told people this. This is the best team team, not necessarily the most talented team. Mm -hmm. This has been the most together group of guys uh, that, you know, I've seen out there. And he will tell you, you know, this is the tightest group of guys. And and we play for each other. We encourage each other. We don't get down on each other. There's there's not a lot of selfishness on the team and stuff like that. And it was fun to witness that and see all that kind of come together. That's fun.
3: So my, you know, follow-up question to this is he's a senior. Is he going to wear green and gold next year, or does he have a plan?
2: He, he, he's been admitted to the green and gold. Uh, so he, he's been admitted to Baylor. Um, I don't know if he's going to go. Uh, candidly, I'm <laughs> putting all my son's business on the <laughs> uh, Luke, we're he, sorry. He, he, no, it's okay. He, <laughs> he'll end up choosing – he'll run – he'll either – It'll, unless something comes up that we're not even thinking about right now, uh, he's he's deciding between Baylor and Dallas Baptist and okay. stuff. So um, and just, you know, I've I'm not I, and I told him, listen, I'm not putting any pressure on certainly football and stuff like that. But as we kind of cross into twenty twenty one, I'm like, OK, you need a, you're going to have to start making <laughs> a decision here and stuff like that. But we support him either way. You know, those are two great. Schools they are. That he they make. are. He couldn't make a bad choice from those two
3: and you have to be kind of happy they're not too far (laughs) yeah yeah
2: i'm 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 good with whatever
1: and emma is doing well
2: emma as well you know she's an athlete and cheerleader and that's the thing about you know bosky's a boskyville a two-way school so you can still kind of do it all so like she would uh and hey i want to shout out to her uh cheerleader coach out there because in, Emma's a JV she's just a freshman so she's a JV cheerleader but they started bringing up the JV cheerleaders and once we got to the playoffs like they did you know the, nice. some of the JV players yeah. so they That's brought neat. so she got to cheer for her brother and stuff like that and it just made it a, a much more cool. Uh, kind of exciting time for all of us, but you know she's an athlete. She plays volleyball. She plays basketball. She's playing basketball right now. She cheers and uh, I think she's going to run track again. And mm. she's she's bugging me. She wants to learn to play tennis mm. and stuff. Wow. So uh, so we'll see. That might be our summer project. Multi sport. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, that's the awesome part about a a school that size. You get to oh, yeah. you can do a lot of different things.
1: Well, we appreciate your time. Thanks for sharing with us. Uh, Appreciate it. I think folks uh, maybe get to know you a little bit more and get some good insight into your job, your role, and your background. So we really appreciate it.
3: We do. And I really appreciate all the stories
2: you shared. (laughs) Oh, I've still got more. I've learned a lot. We We, know there's more. more. (laughs) (laughs) more. We'll wait for the book. Yeah, we'll wait till... John hits the off button. You <laughs> there you go.
1: That's good. Paul Bradshaw, our guest, we appreciate him being with us, Senior Associate AD for Internal Affairs here at Baylor, and that, just, uh, that title just scratches the surface of everything he does uh, now in his 25th year here in Baylor Athletics. So thanks, Paul, for your time. Uh, for Brooke Bednars, I'm John Morris. Thanks for being with us. Join us next week for a special Christmas edition of the Sikkim Podcast.
0: You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast. Presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.